Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring local makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something cool. The show is then translated via magic to podcast format, and you can subscribe at iTunes. This episode is brought to you by Amplifier. Florida. It's pretty dag hot here. So who needs a full-time fire pit? Not you. But what if you need a part-time fire pit? Well, then Amplifier is who you're going to call. Based on the number of people at your event, we bring the right amount of wood. We bring the proper pit. We set it, and you won't forget it. We're also working on a line of GMO trees for more garish scents and smoke colors. Some have become sentient, but that's for God to worry about, not you. Amplifier. Prometheus may have stolen fire from the gods, but we're delivering it in 30 minutes or less. Arcade Fire on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick, and every week I get to do a show. I get, I have the privilege of doing a radio show for two hours on WPRK, and I get to have very special guests on, and this week is no exception. Uh, The first time I've ever had relatives on, the first time I've ever had brothers on, Brian, let me set the scene. Brian is to my left, Derek is to my right, and I didn't forgot to ask how to pronounce their last name, but I think it's Demeter. 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 You guys can talk. You don't have to just thumbs up. Oh, we were waiting yes. for you. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't. yeah. Get right up on that mic. Yeah, okay. Now here we go. Okay, so that's Brian. Yes, this is Brian. Yes, we do say Demeter. Now we know the Greek pronunciation is Demeter, so we're not offended right. if you want to say Demeter. We're, and I we're am cool. Greek. Yeah, so you're cool. You're cool to do that. Okay. If you want to be in the in crowd, though, you want to say Demeter. The in crowd. The in crowd. Like just. The, I think we've established on this show and in my life that I always want to be on the in crowd. There you go. In so the now, in crowd? I just said on the in crowd. <laughs> All right, great. So turning over to Derek. Hey, Derek. How's it going? Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. As an astronomer, it's probably not that great to be here because you no, are incredibly no. tired. It's 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 like as as we were talking earlier. This is like asking somebody, "Hey, can you um can you come uh, have a talk show um at one a.m. for yeah. you know a normal person? Me, I'd be uh, ready to go yeah. at one a.m. But yeah, this is a little too early for me. So your work schedule and your life schedule is time shifted for uh, hanging out at night. Yes, basically. yes, yeah. Now I I with my role at the planetarium, I do a lot of morning stuff now, but I have to switch to nocturnal mode, which is a uh, I'll, you know, basically, you know, start sleeping, staying up really late and, you know, trying to get my body adjusted to if I'm doing astronomy work. Nice. So So we will talk at length about astronomy, about art and some other things I'm sure will come up in that. We might segue and tangent. You guys don't seem like the tangent type of uh, group with that, uh, you know. I can do tangent, sine, cosine. (laughs) I could do all of it, man. Nice. Nice math jokes this early. So you are awake. Representing, yeah. That's very nice. cool. But let's get to know you because I don't know you guys at all other than uh, a little bit from your uh, representation on the social mediums that are out there. Uh, I've been to the planetarium. Obviously, I've been there for Skyfest a couple of times. And uh, so, but let's get to know you a little bit better. Maybe get to know each other a little bit better too because you guys are brothers. Yeah, I don't know this guy very well at all. Uh, how long have you been brothers? Since the dawn of time. Now, people don't realize that we're 10 years apart. I'm 10 years older than Derek. When they see us together, they're like, what are you guys a couple years apart? I'm like, no, I'm 10 years. Like, I literally, like, held him like a baby baby in my arms. Which just we, this morning. Just this morning. Yeah, I carried him here great. like that. Yeah, and a little, you know, little pap- papoose thing. So that works out well. We're used to that. Um, he does that still. You know? Yeah. 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 He yeah. does that still. 
you know, that's what you do. I enjoy, I enjoy being, you know, held by, <laughs> by you. That heartbeat it makes, is it very, makes me very, very comfortable. Can I get a ride on the way back? Sure. Okay, great. Yeah, why not? So, Derek, how old are you? I am 32. So, you've been brothers for approximately 32 years. Ever, ever since I uh, was was cradled by my brother. Yeah. Okay, for the first time. Yeah, it felt longer. <laughs> did you like him when he was first born? I did. I did. I think I liked it because I was clearly the older brother, so we never had that, like, you know, the sibling rivalry. It was uh, kind of like, okay. I'm the big brother. I'm gigantic. Yeah, and I'm you know? Yeah, it's like, and then we had that sort of separation, you know, when he was, he was seven, I was 17. It was like, I had my life going over here. He had his life there. And then as we got older, we became really close. Like, you know, like now where we go hang out, we're, you know, he's yeah. talking about science, I'm talking about art, and we talk about all kinds of things, which is really cool. I kind of gelled. I'm very, very jealous. So apparently when uh, my sister was born, I was a little, a little under two years old, uh, I told my mom, hey, can I kiss the baby? And so I reached in, she like kind of held me over her so I could go down and kiss her. And I bit the ever loving. Oh everything out of her nose uh with my two teeth dude you, you totally just did what the penguin did in batman returns man. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that was me yeah that was me danny devito is Dan my spirit celebrity nice. yeah. 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 nice yeah for sure okay so let's do a word association game this is basically 20 questions but we can't just do 20 questions because it might be copyrighted or trademarked or right. something else so every week i change the name to stay in front of all the lawyers and the rules and the regulations so this week it's going to be stop or smell the roses. Hmm. So stopping is great. You know, you have the rest stop. You can pull out all the stops. You can stop on a dime, which is important from a safety perspective. It's important and something that we take for granted. Smelling the roses, from what I understand, we just had Valentine's Day, which is one of the fakest holidays of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, from all the stories that I read, apparently we have uh, bred out the odor in American roses. What? So they don't even smell. Hmm. Huh. And, uh, yeah, and then there's a little thing we like to call allergies, guys. So stopping and smelling the roses, or stopping is good, smelling the roses is bad. Gotcha. So if you're for gotcha. something, say stop. Sounds wrong, <laughs> but that's how we're going to play. And uh, if you're against something, smell the roses. Okay. Okay. Resolutions. We're still pretty close to the beginning of the year. It uh, doesn't even feel like it's almost the end of February. How do you feel about resolutions? Stop or smell the roses? I'll let I'll let the younger brother go first. All right, so just make sure, guys. Um, it's early in the morning, so stop is like, yeah, I'm yeah, for it. And, and and smell. Okay, so um, eh, smell the roses. I think resolution should be all year long. You know, this whole like reset. I mean, but at the same time, resets are good. But you know, it's not. I I, I usually don't do it. Okay, I, I kind of agree. I think I think Derek's right on that. You. Uh, you sort of like, yeah, each each day of the year, you're kind of going, okay, am I on the course that I've planned out? But then at the same time, smelling the roses could be the way to go too. So I'm kind of, I'm stopping and smelling the roses. Is that an option? Or did I just create everything an Everything is option? an option. Cool, I just created an now, option. Now, you're, you're being judged on everything that you say. And I'm, I don't know if I mentioned this. I am going to pick a favorite brother by the end of this. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I already won, so I'm good. I, I'm confident <laughs> that I... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great, <laughs> Brian. Good luck with that. Oh, man. All right. So you, you're, you're like, uh, you're waffling a little bit. Yeah, I'm waffling a little bit because I kind of, I think I do that, but I don't like go, oh, I broke my New Year's resolution. You know what I mean? Like if I feel like breaking it, I'm like, it wasn't good enough to keep 
for the rest of the year. So, so you got some it. goals and yeah, you, you know, kind of just stop and go, and, you know, what's right. a new year. I'll reboot. I'll just think about it. And then yeah. if it doesn't work, then nah, toss it. Okay. How about voicemail? Stop or smell the roses? Leaving I, voicemail, receiving voicemail, definitely talking about voicemail. for me because, so I, I don't usually, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't usually answer my phone anymore because sure. of just all the spamming going on. So if somebody leaves a voicemail, then they're legit. They want to talk to me. I'll call them back, you know. So I appreciate. Do you listen to the voicemail? Oh, or yeah, do I do. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I, I do, yeah. But, but a lot of times usually people leave a voicemail are like, hi, call me back. And that's it. And you're like, I wanted to know what you were talking about so I can prep, prep for, you know. Prepare for it, but I, I definitely like voicemail. So if we were to leave you some creative voicemails, you would appreciate that. Oh, yeah. In fact, actually, my voicemail at the Planetarium says, Le- name your favorite planet. And I get some really good uh, responses. Like, people are like, yeah. like, you know, I really thought about this. I think Mars is great because, like, they go through, like, there was one person that, like, left me, like, a 15-minute voicemail explaining his reasoning why he liked uh, Jupiter so much. Yeah. It was actually pretty informative. It was great. <laughs> Nice. I, I completely agree with Derek on this one. I The voicemail is the answering machine of this day and age. It's like with all that spam, I don't ever answer my phone unless it shows up a name that I recognize. If it's anything else, I let it go to voicemail. And like Derek said, a lot of times you like answer it, or you listen to your voicemail, and it's like, oh, wow, these, this is this a is- legit person that, you know, wants to commission art or whatever. And it's like, I look at him like, this is the answering machine of... This okay. day and age. All right. We're going to start leaving you some. So we'll put your phone number on the website. Yeah. And that way people can reach I out to you. I at least 30-minute voicemail from you. Yeah. Oh, that's just, that's just standing on my head. Come on. Good, I can good, do that. good, yeah. good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, colonizing Mars, stop or smell the roses? Oh, well, stop, man. Stop. I mean, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, smell the roses because we have to be, you know, we have to be good about this because colonizing Mars, you don't want to, you, you know, I like to say Mars is kind of a, a reset for our, our ability to enjoy you know, our existence on a planet. So mm-hmm. if we go there, we should be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so pollutant. There's ways we we'll can be thoughtful about thoughtful it. Thoughtful about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. but definitely let's do it. Okay. Hmm. Good so one. Derek, yeah. Brian, what do you think? I agree on that. I agree that it's stop and smell the roses because you have to do it with what, like Derek was saying, where it has to be responsible. Right. But knowing how humans are, I'm kind of weary about that. <laughs> well, it's tough, right? Because we're not, it's not like we're going to be able to load up a bunch of Mountain Dew and Styrofoam cups and send them all out there. Right. We're going to have to reuse everything. And I mean, everything. Yeah. Well, well, the thing that makes, uh, you, know, you, you had to ask that question and I'm going to go ramble on for hours about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, everything that NASA does or everything that we do in the space program must be brought back to Earth for some benefit. So if we go to Mars and we build, build all this great, you know, technological resources for colonization of Mars, it will actually help Earth with a lot of our sure. issues like recycling and yep. things like that that are important. So hopefully I would think that, you know, if we learn our lesson on Mars, we can bring it back to Earth and say, hey, we learned this really cool technique. We should probably start using it here. So, Well, I love the idea. So when I was doing the MBA program here, we had to do a, you know, quick personality test to try to fit the teams together. When you're going to Mars and you're going to have six people living in a 1,500 square foot enclosure and they're doing the tests about that, they're like putting them in there in Hawaii for eight months at a time. Uh, You know, you're going to learn a lot about what it takes to live in very small areas together successfully. And so that right there is worth it to me because then I think we can, you know, we can solve some of the housing problems and we can solve some of these other problems. If we can get to the point where we understand how people actually coexist properly and effectively. Yeah, that's a great point. If you can live in an Ikea 
uh, house for eight months. You, you, you can, you know, yeah. without, without seeing anything. That's the thing about the Hawaii thing is that, uh, people love it. They're like, Oh, I'm going to fly to Hawaii. going to see all this beautiful stuff. And they get contained in this room and they can't see anything for eight yeah. months. And they're like, well, what the heck was that all about? You know, but anyway. <laughs> I think that would personally drive me insane. I don't know if I could do that. Like, we have a a, a mutual friend that's a uh, an astronomer and an aquanaut. So either way, it's under... And I was like, well, ooh, under the water. But I was like, looking at the facility, I'm like, I don't know if I could do do that for... Staying there for two weeks just in this, like, little room. I mean, you can see out and everything, but just yeah. the thought of it. I think there's a lot of sort of self-analysis that'll have to take place on who can do that and who can't, you know, the claustrophobia and stuff like that. We'll see. Right. Well, I mean, you have that biting problem too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get, you can't go in those places with a biting problem. So speaking of uh, small contained <laughs> uh, and possibly um, uh, overbearing areas, smart homes. How do you feel about smart homes? Stop or smell the roses? Stop for sure on that one. Brian, why stop? You're, you're totally into it. Uh, yeah, because just, my house alone, and I have a relatively small house, um, you can minimize your house and it feels so much better. Like I used to be a collector of things and I love stuff. I love books and, you know, back in the day, CDs and things that you would collect. And then I got to this point where I was like, I just kind of want to like go minimal. And we, my, my family and I did that. And it's so refreshing and you don't need to get a larger living space. You just kind of minimize. So it teaches you that value. And I think the smart homes are great for that because you just kind of, what what do I need? What do I need to survive? What do I need for happiness? And you almost become more happy with less if that's your so that's jam. Kind of a, that's more of a tiny house thing. So the smart home is like the devices, all the interconnected internet devices like the Alexa and the, you know, you can turn on and off stuff mm. with your uh, with your phone and things of that nature. So what if you melded the two together? So you had like oh, yeah. a, yeah. Yeah, the smart, smart tiny home. Yeah. I like that. I think I would have to agree. I, I um, I mean, I, I definitely like it. I mean, I think sometimes it gets a little overboard. Like, for example, a refrigerator that can, like, I don't know. Order your food order for your you. Order your food for yeah. you. It's kind of like, well, that's a little, you know, come on. We, we, we should actually get out and do some stuff. Like, I have a, I have a few issues with the, the was, was I don't want to use the, the name of the play, but there's that company that you can, like, have somebody come over and you know grab your groceries. Yeah. One one point I like it because it gives somebody a job, but at the same time it's like, really you can't get out and just shop for your food. But but I, I get it. But uh, so I'm I'm kind of in the middle with that. Um, I like I like the idea of a smart home for like things like you know providing you know ample lighting like Alexa with getting information for like recipes and stuff like that. But sometimes it goes a little overboard with some of the technology. And and so you're good though with uh, Alexa and Amazon monitoring yeah, you and are, doing all those well, things. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think look, <laughs> we have we have smartphones now. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, That's people true, are going to yeah. be able to that those 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 programs that people uh, use to like like change your change your your look or whatever. Those are facial recognition things that they are even you know. My friend had this conspiracy theory that Pokemon Go was a way to track people and and find out where they are at every moment in time. So I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna want to find information. They're gonna find out. You know, it's that's true. We're giving yeah. it to them already. Exactly. Yeah. We're giving it to them just in a nice little polished package. You know. Yeah. Hmm. All right. How about award season? Stop or smell the roses? I think we've had some of them. The Academy Awards, I think, are a big deal, and they're coming up. How do you feel about award season in general? I would say smell the roses. I used to really, really love the award seasons, but yeah. lately, I just I really don't care. I, and I don't know why. I don't know what changed. 
I, I don't know if it's back to the minimal thing again, where like you know we've we've reduced like the television we're watching and stuff like that, just because you only have so much room in your life. For it, media, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're working, you know, if you if you're if you have a family and you have you know a job or you're working on hobbies, there's only so much time in the day. So I used to watch TV and movies all the time, and now it's kind of like, what's the most bang for the buck? You know, if, we, if we're gonna see a movie, it's got to be like something we all want to see. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie, and and we, you know we want to get the popcorn and the and the, the snacks and everything, but it needs to be a treat. So. With the awards, I kind of view that as the same thing. It's like, okay, congratulations to you guys, but, you know, I don't really watch them anymore. Yeah. I would say the same thing, Smell the Roses, because I I don't really get it. I mean, it's cool, but a lot of times movies are subjective. You know, even going into things like like The Last Jedi, for example, you know, there's a huge, you know, you, we have a couple of friends of ours. Man, they're, oh, man, you'd say The Last Jedi, and they just spend three hours with a di- creating a dissertation of why they hated the movie. And I think it's all subjective saying, you know, this is the best movie. And, you know, there's been evidence shows that a lot of that's already pre-selected and it's just like, how, how, how genuine is this, you know? And, um, I see that even as, you know, somebody who, uh, who's on judge, who's on judging, judging things for awards and all that. A lot of times it's like, we want to give this award to this person, but we, you know, so it's just like, how genuine are these in this, sure. this stuff? Mm-hmm. So, I, and at the same time, like you know, cool. But like like Brian said, I have other things that are more important in my life than worrying about award movie award uh, what they're wearing and things like that. You know, very good. Speaking of more important things, uh, zombies. Stop or smell the roses. Hmm. Oh, this is a beard See, scratcher. Yeah, the beard scratcher. I like that. That's a good. Um, I mean, the good thing about zombies is. You the could, good thing yeah, about zombies yeah, the, the, is the great thing about zombies is I mean you could literally like if you have you have like a katana or something you just want to go slashing I mean you could literally just go slash some zombies. So, I mean think about it. There's a good I, side. I to didn't this. realize this. So somebody mentioned that as an exercise motivation, uh, zombies are great because if you think about the zombie apocalypse is coming, you need to get on the treadmill. Oh yeah, and run faster. But what you're saying is turning that around and going if you need to get some aggression out. Absolutely. You want to practice your samurai skills? I mean, Take there you it go. Out on a zombie. You got zombies just coming. They're right there. They're in your front yard. Boom. Hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to play the uh, you know, the the idea that, you know, the original concept of the zombie from voodoo religion. I like that idea cuz you ever seen Weekend at the best zombie movie ever is Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> too because it it if you play something or you do something, you can raise the dead to do your bidding. Yeah. So like if I like let's say Brian died all of a sudden, I can like play like a like a Van Halen song, and he would just start like cleaning my house or something. Oh, be great, that would work. You know yeah, I mean? good point. Like so, so zombies. So stop for that part of zombies. Smell the roses. I don't know if I want to be around a bunch of people that want to like eat my brain though. That's <laughs> yeah, not, that's a good point. Your that's precious not, brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that. a I don't big know about part that. of your and and, and and we're already identity. kind of yeah and and you know I mean at the same time though it's like you know it's good to have a restart button but um you know what that's just a lot of just craziness going on you know I don't know. It depends on what zombie you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So now, now the cranberry fun. zombie is a great song. So I'm oh, gonna have to good say, point. You know, okay. So song zombie good, servant zombie good, eating brain zombie bad. Correct. Yeah. Got it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. Well, you know, I never thought to take it down to that level. That, but that's how, that's how we do it here. Yeah. That's how we do it. Uh, speaking of da- to speaking about taking it down to that level, taking your phone in the bathroom. Stop or smell the roses. <laughs> Definitely stop. But you never use the hand that you wipe with. <laughs> All right. You always use your left hand or whatever your dominant hand is, and you use the phone on the other. You just you never 
You never, you never you know, cross point. the streams, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to get. You never cross the streams. Yeah, that's going to lead to some zombie outbreaks yeah, if you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just out of necessity alone at stop. I mean, it's just, it's the classic, <laughs> it's the classic place for a dad or somebody just to just be like alone. For a oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I got a couple of, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I don't even have to go to the bathroom. I just need to like <laughs> take 10 minutes to look at my Facebook or something. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need that break. And sure. the bathroom is the, and some of the best ideas, my best, people ask me, where do my best ideas come from? It's just sitting on the toilet. Do people uh, come up to you and ask that a lot? Sometimes I get interviews. Yeah. They're saying like, oh, okay. well, where, "Where do you? Where do you? You has a lot of good ideas there. Where do you get them from? Like, you really want to know? <laughs> I mean, you 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 know. So then, if they're gen, if they really want to know, say you know. Sometimes because that that solid that solitude, you know, that just, right. nobody can bother you. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's that's why a lot of people run because when you're running, you have that you know it clears your mind. It's the same type of thing. For so me, it's the bathroom. So maybe then in these um, smart houses, they need to have the texting room <laughs> where it's like, don't, well, no, no, that's not the bathroom. That's the texting room. That's yeah. dad's texting in there. He yeah. can go over there if you need to use the bathroom. That would probably be smart thing to do, right? I like Texting it. room? I mean, yeah, yeah. That you should incorporate. I mean, it that sounds funny to say it right now, but if, you, if I had a texting room in my house and you guys came over and I was like, oh, feel free to use the texting room, you'd be like, I got to try this. Oh, yeah. It'd be yeah. great, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd be like, excuse me, I got to go use the third yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might smell funny because it might actually <laughs> mistake it for a bathroom at some point. That's just me. Uh, how about coffee? Stop or smell the roses? For me personally, smell the roses. I, I'm, I've never been a coffee drinker. Um, I, I didn't never really like to taste any, but uh, but my, my wife makes up for me for my lack of interest in coffee, so... Uh, but for me, smell the road. I'm, I could, I could, I'm glad your family evens out and the coffee yeah. cartel won't have yeah. to do anything. Pretty much, yeah. I, I, you know. But uh, you're up late, and do you get your caffeine another way? Do you do any kind so, of caffeine? So I used to drink a lot of caffeine, but um, I found out I have like a, a heart thing where if I consume too much caffeine, it actually causes an additional beat of my heart. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much abstained from caffeine altogether, and I found out that when you eliminate caffeine from your body, your body kind of just re resets itself. And all of a sudden, you no longer really need it. So I can stay up. And, 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 you know, I find other things like exercise and stuff like that. It gives me a lot of energy or a lot of B vitamins and things like that. So I eat a lot of, like, spin, you know, salads. So there, there are other ways to get your energy than, than, than coffee. I like the idea, though, if you need that extra heartbeat, you know where to get it. I know where to get it, yeah, though. Yeah. If good. I need that extra beat, yeah. I, I can that, get it. That may be your other heart just trying yeah. to develop. Right. But my, 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 my caffeine choice at, or a long time ago used to be... Um, uh, balls. Do you remember balls? The energy B A W L S. <laughs> so I used to drink a lot of balls. <laughs> and and um, you know, but it was a Girana. It was a natural like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Girana. So that used to drink. I used to be a huge gamer when I was younger, so I had to drink a lot mm -hmm. of those. Nice. I uh, I would say uh, stop for coffee. I love everything about coffee except drinking it. I. I don't like the taste of it. I just, I never did, but I love, so, I love every, I love, smell. I love the smell. How it looks. I love the, the warmth coming off of it. The culture, the, the usually ties into like a book type of place, you know, like a, like a Barnes and Noble or something. So you walk in and it adds the, the aroma to the coffee and the books and the just, you know, music seems to be surrounded by it. I have friends that they, they uh, order their own beans and dry roast their beans and stuff like that. It's like, it's such a beautiful Art, if you will, you know the art brother has to come up with that. But um, but I just I don't like drinking coffee, so 
I, but I'm for it though. I'm definitely a coffee fan. If that's if that makes any sense, <laughs> I'll, at have all. To add, I'll have to yeah. agree with Brian on that. I do like going to coffee shops and those kind of because it's very cozy and very like um, you know inviting. Mm -hmm. And plus, I'm very you know very studious person. So I, you know a lot of people bring their laptops and oh, do yeah. work and some great conversations. Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I guess yeah, the culture of coffee I really like, but coffee itself, very so nice. That's, that's a, yeah. How about uh, China's Tianyang One space station? How do you feel about that? Stop or smell the roses? That's the one that's going to crash to Earth in the next month or so. Yeah, um, probably smell the roses on that because unfortunately there wasn't a lot of reg there wasn't a lot of insight on on launching that thing. Um, it was sort of a test yeah, station. Yeah, and it, you know they, they didn't really think about the whole way through. The problem with China, and this gets a little political. The problem with China is a lot of times they they. They want to do it to do it, but they don't take the precautions. What what they do, even with the the recent, um, you know, moon moon uh, the moon uh, surveyor. Uh, again, it's just um, you know they 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 don't take that time to really research that level of detail that we do with our with NASA. NASA I mean, these people have bureaucracies and bureaucracies and bureaucracies to make sure check everything is is okay. So yeah. you know, it's just it was, but. Um, you know, at the same time, it's going to make a pretty cool, uh, you know, thing to talk Flash. about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the sky. I'm going to say stop just for yeah. the just for the fact that I hope it lands specifically just on me, like nobody else but just me, just to see from you know heaven or whatever Derek's face of how jealous he is that it didn't land on him. <laughs> because I mean, what kind of cool story is that? Like Brian deceased from the the space the station. Space fell station. On him. Yeah. I mean. That would be brother irony right there. That'd be perfect. So Bryony. Bryony. Oh my god. We gosh. need to get a t shirt. Yes. yes. Definitely yes. need that. Definitely need that. Okay, so let's uh we got time for one more. How about cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes? Stop or smell the roses. So I'm gonna definitely say stop times I'm a dessert <laughs> fiend. He <laughs> he knows that. that's my that's like kryptonite. So if like somebody Any dessert? Uh, mainly cakes and pies and, and cookies. Those are like okay, I, like anything baked, baked goods, and uh, I mean and, they're called goods for a reason. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, if you put a cop like an apple, warm apple cobbler, or even peach cobbler, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to eat that. Cobbler or pie? Uh, definitely pie more because yeah. I just like the crust and everything. But but I mean, you know. Basically, cobbler is nothing more but just smashed pie. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. <laughs> it's already kind of mother bird yeah, chewed for pretty you. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Brian? I would say um, stop for sure, but I have to have the gluten free cobbler because I'm the gluten free guy because I discovered that I'm allergic to wheat, which is very like, it's a, it's a double edged sword because I've reduced my intake of carbs, which is healthy for that reason. But then you have to be that guy that's like, I'll have the gluten free cobbler. So, which is a little bit like people look at you and you're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, it's not a fad. I'm allergic to wheat. And you have yeah. to explain the whole situation. So either way, I, I probably would steer clear of it. But if I had to have it, I'd have the gluten-free cobbler. <laughs> so if you didn't have to worry about the gluten-free part, what's your favorite dessert? Oh, definitely pie. Yeah. For sure. Like a key lime or lemon meringue or something like that is what I would go to for sure. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you very much, guys. I think I know you a little bit better now. Let's play a song, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about art and astronomy and uh, beards, of course. For sure. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes. And things of that nature, because I think that uh, I think beard talk is where I want to go with the show. Okay. So, obviously, that's why I have you guys on today. 
Uh, you're listening to a certain degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. This is Delta Spirit with White Table. Delta Spirit on WPRK Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. That was White Table from their 2010 album, New Rounder. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I'm back with a couple, a couple, a couple, a couple, a couple of Demeter brothers here. A couple of little Demeters. Little, a couple of little, de- little Demeters. Be careful with that little, buddy. Those, those cute little Demeters. Oh, we're going to do some skits. Some voices. Sure. Let's okay. do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Brian and Derek are here. Derek, uh, planetarium director, astronomer, aficionado, astronomy aficionado? Astronomy, yes. Yeah. Astronomer extraordinaire. There you go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brian, artist. Yes. Art good. maker. Art maker. I like that. Uh, art maker. You like setting fire to things in sure. many ways. Sure. Uh, so some of your art is based on burning it first. All the elements. Think yeah. about it. Fire, water. Brimstone? Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Wait, is that an element? (laughs) I'm not clear on what elements are (laughs) at any given time. Well, thank you guys for being here. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how you both got into uh, both art for you, Brian, and astronomy for you, Derek. And it sounded like from what I could gather, uh, uh, Brian, you were drawing from a very young age. And, uh, Derek, it was a trip to a uh, planetarium with your dad yes. uh, that kind of got you into it. So it sounds like from a very young age, you both kind of knew what it was you wanted to do, or maybe the, the, the general direction of where you wanted to go. Was that pretty much the case? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember being in kindergarten and, uh, the teacher posted an assignment where you had to choose a, a letter from the alphabet and then make a, an animal that represented that letter. So I think I had a zebra for Z or something like that. So I just drew a zebra. And I'm like, la I'm drawing a zebra. And they, she hung, up, hung them all up on the board and everybody was making the biggest deal about it. So I'm looking around going like, wow, this is my superpower. So from then on, I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing and where it led, it led. It was, it was the way I got through school. <laughs> <laughs> can I draw extra credit for this book cover or so I can get, you know, pass this report? And it worked. It was like, eh, Right, right. So you dazzled them with the visuals so exactly. they would be distracted from the words. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Sage advice. Sage <laughs> advice. Uh, Derek, going to the planetarium when you were a kid? Yeah, so um, so back, so, so at the Shakespeare Theater, you know, you got that round theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that used to be the John Young Planetarium when the Orlando Science Center was there. So my dad took me there when I was like six years old or whatever. And they had a show about Mars that was that was narrated by Patrick Stewart. So you got Captain Picard narrating Mars. That was the first time I thought, oh, my gosh, there is this other world out there that we have no, you know, that, that, that exists beyond our own. And it just opened up this kind of pandora's box for my interest in astronomy is the fact that there's this world there's this stuff beyond our planet and you know what's out there and it just and then of course they had the telescope set up that night and so i looked look telescope they were looking at saturn you know saturn is like one of the most amazing objects to look through a telescope because it actually you know has a legit ring and it looks like what you would imagine saturn to look like and uh it was just that's it it was the started then and and, and then it just and um the and then of course my both my parents my mom and my dad you know, uh, they fostered that 
for, I mean, they would take me to the Orlando Science Center volunteer when I was 13. You know, uh, we're, we're, we always make the joke that because my, because uh, Brian has a son and my nephew, like, that's how you start. You know, mm-hmm. you start by young, by getting involved in all that stuff. Something, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, and it just it just kind of, you know, trickled then. And you guys grew up uh, in Ormond or Daytona? Or you lived there for a while? I grew up in Ormond, Ormond Beach. When we moved uh, here to Winter Park, that was probably what I would consider Derek growing up in because that was, how old were you when we moved? I was only like closer. four or five. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But you were more the Ormond Beach. Yeah, it was like, uh, I think I was in like seventh grade when we moved from Ormond. So it was like a hybrid for me. But, you know, Florida, you know, central north Florida or whatever, whatever Volusia would be considered. Um, but relatively native to the area. Yeah. So, well, we're, okay. I was born in New Jersey, but we came down here when I was six. So it's like, you know, I, I feel like a native Floridian. Yeah. So for that matter, I mean, that's how we, how we and, and I was it. born in this soil. So yeah, I'm, you were. In this soil? I flow grown. Well, I was, I was flow grown. I was grown here in Florida. I mean, yeah. I was born in Daytona. So you were the yeah. first Demeter to be. the first Florida. Demeter to be flow grown. <laughs> you ever seen those Great stickers that says flow grown? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, there's there's this whole there's a yeah, there's a whole is it like flow or flaw? Uh flow, like flow Florida. I don't know. Yeah. Point. It's F L O grown. Grown. I, when I ask people like how do you say it? it's flow grown, what they say. You're asking a lot of people how to say that, huh? Uh, the people that have those stickers. I, I look, I you know, you, you gotta you gotta, you sell, gotta ask you, the questions. You gotta yeah, ask those yeah. questions, man. You gotta, yeah, you gotta to get the answers. You gotta well, yeah. Because that's what you're all about. So I'm a scientist, that's yeah, what I do. I gotcha. He's notorious for asking questions because we would use we would go to the air shows when we were younger, and he'd be this little kid, and he'd be like, "Dad, Dad, what is this on this plane?" And like seventeen other guys that were just hungry to answer the question of what missile that was or whatever would come out of the woodwork and just answer the question. So he always he always knew how to get his answers. Just shout the question to the air, and people will answer it. Right, because <laughs> people want to. They're waiting for their turn to talk. Exactly. Yeah. So from an art and an astronomy standpoint, you guys spend a lot of time together. You probably talk about this a lot, but what are the similarities that you see between the two areas? Constellations are the perfect metaphor for us. It's like, Derek, okay, that, that over there, those are some stars. That's a blue star. That's a blah, blah, blah star. And I'm like, no, man, that, that's like, that's like Perseus, man. He's got like Medusa's head in his, his hand and everything. Both correct answers. Right. We love it. Astronomy, I always say in my shows, astronomy is um, one of the only sciences that really connect us as humans because there's a lot of tradition to astronomy. You know, uh, the days of the week come from the planets that are visible in the sky, the constellations and their mythology, the storytelling, the predicting of of, uh, the seasons off the stars. I mean, there's just there's a lot of connection to human human, you know, desires here on, uh, you know, on, on Earth. So. Um, that's what I love about astronomy is it connects us all, you know, and, um, you know, with art and, you know, drawings and paintings and, and uh, music and things like that. I mean, it inspires everybody. I agree. Something, uh, that I saw too, in terms of a similarity between, uh, the both of you and what you do is your passion for it, obviously, but the sharing the passion. So what's interesting is, uh, you know, the way that you represent yourselves on social media and trying to get the word out there about different events, whether it's SkyFest or an event that, uh, Brian, you may have some artwork at uh, and trying to get people out there and more interested in those things. Um, what do you, how do you feel about having to be, you know, almost like a, I don't know, is it a second person for you? Sometimes feels like I have to be a different person when I'm on social media that I'm promoting 
this or the show or my upcoming guests or something along those lines? Do you have this, uh, are, are you of two minds? Is it like there's the personal uh, stuff that you'd like to share, but then there's also the professional stuff? Or have you been able to merge the two? I think they're they're merged. I don't I, I don't really stop and think and go. I'm I'm shifting gears into social media mode. Um, my nature is sharing and joy and happiness, and so I I feel like I put that into my art, and I basically just either post or share or event or whatever. And what happens happens. There's no real sort of I'm this guy over here and I'm this guy over here. And now I mean, of course, it's going to be like you know when I'm home with my family, it's different than if I'm hey look at this artwork because I'm not going to them and going like. Well, you know, actually, I am. I'm going like, hey, guys, look at this artwork. Isn't this awesome? So to answer the question, yeah, that's yeah, it's, hopefully it's really, they're your biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, what? And it's like, OK. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the same person. I think with both Brian and I, we're always show and tell people in mm-hmm. just our natural personalities. And um, I, I love the fact that I've always been into photography my whole life, too. And being able to connect astronomy with photography and showing people that stuff. But also, I've always been an educator. I've always been that person that liked to tell people things. And so um, doing what I do and being able to share something that is meaningful to people, that makes me happy. I mean, just like you're saying with personal life, I mean, I'm not like, you know, um, actually, I am too. I'm yeah, like, every time I yeah, talk to him, I'm like, oh, the actually, that, that's, uh-huh. that's actually, actually. <laughs> that's your word. That's actually. my word is, is that. So because I enjoy just giving people in information yeah. um, and sharing my information. So, uh, so no, I, don't, I, I think the person I am on social media is the person that you see. Um, the only thing that I, I don't like to do is, you know, and Brian will probably agree with me, is I like to keep my social media PG mm-hmm. in terms of I don't like to get into politics, you know, all these things that kind of divide sure. us, you know, it's all opinion, you know, and, and I rather just enjoy giving somebody something that's meaningful and uplifting rather than, you know, and that's just how I am personally. I'm not somebody who likes to be confrontational about things. I prefer to make, lift people up so I can use that talent on social media to also, you know, if people are having a bad day, they look at my photos, they're like, I just, I just like the fact that I got to see a cool space photo, you know, that I'm having, I don't want, I don't want to see another, you know, post about whatever. So if I can there, provide yeah. that, if I can make that person happy, and we got yeah. that from our mother. Yeah. Uh, my Our mother, like, wanted to every, make everybody happy. So I think both of us want to make everybody happy. So that's kind of like our, our thing. Yeah, and like what you said, the motivation is the sharing. It's the joy that comes from within, and we just automatically want to share it. We're not sitting there going, oh, I have to sit here. I got to share this. I have to do this. I ha-. It just, you just want to do it, and you want to bring the joy out there and let people just take it for what they will. And uh, where how I differ a little bit from Derek is he's um, he definitely is the thinker type like he wants to educate and stuff like that because that's how his brain works mine I just I feel passion for the painting and I just let it be what it is and I love to hear how it affects the viewer so for example sometimes I'll have I'll be at a vending event and I'll have a painting and some person's like why why'd you use that color that color that, that just drives me crazy and they're all upset about it and I'm like I'm, I'm taking it in, I'm letting them vent it out and then, and then the next person comes in like I love that color this colors that you yeah, yeah, yeah and I just love seeing how one painting will react will make people react so differently it's just this beautiful like social experiment if you will of how it all kind of gels and how it flows and I don't I'm not here to push on you you should feel this way for my painting it's right. like I this is what I want to do I put it out there and you take it for whatever you want, whatever you want to see in it. That's cool with me. And if we were going to oversimplify things and do like a, uh, a television buddy, probably a procedural where you guys were solving crimes, you know, 
Derek, you'd be the sciencey guy, mm-hmm. and Brian, you'd be the art guy. But that's not how it so, is in real life. Well, because... actually, I'd be the Scully. He'd be Mulder from X Files. Oh, okay. oh yeah, for Very sure. Nice. Yeah. Well, where yeah. I was going is like there's some there's some <laughs> crossover there too, though, right? Because Derek, you uh, you're very into photography. Yes. So there's an art component to that, and and Brian, a lot of the stuff that you do is I, very science related. I would think the the you know the painting and the mixtures and things like that, but then the wood burning as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a I, lot of stuff would, that goes into that. I would say, yeah, like with me, I've always been right brain, left brain. I even like I always got into 3D animation. I like that. I like the technical art, like mm-hmm. and especially theater. I've done theater and, and, and music. I like anything that involves, you know, that kind of technical element of it. Um, so, yeah, with photography, it's knowing the lighting and all other stuff with 3D animations about understanding the, the three dimensional axes of axes of everything and music. It's about the, the times, you know, all that. But I love being creative because, you know, it, it's a way of expression, too. You know, I have a lot of friends that are research astronomers that I mean, they, they have, like, you showed them something, they have no emotional interpretation. They're just like, I don't know what that is, you know. And uh, I can't be that person. That's what made me realize at a young age that I, I don't want to be a research astronomer. When I was in my first couple of years at college, I was like, I don't want to be a research astronomer because I don't want to be somebody who's just focused on that one collecting data and, and just re- I wanted to be somebody who could use the data and create something for it to show people and get them ex- inspired and that's yeah. where the planetarium was the perfect fit for me because you can create but also be scientific at the same time and I apologize we didn't mention this the planetarium at Seminole State College yes the Emil so this is the tongue the Emil Bueller Perpetual Trust Planetarium wow. right yeah yeah that's why I, I did know. not try to say that yeah <laughs> yeah I will let you say at that Seminole State yeah. yeah and you've been there for 11 years 12 years 12 years yeah close but yeah, yeah. 12, 12 years <laughs> a dozen years a dozen years the same yeah. as your age <laughs> yeah pretty much and actually when I first started there I used to get a lot of security people saying you, you know you, you, what class you're going to I'm like I'm not a student I'm a you know employee. so you grew out the beer so I grew mm-hmm. the beer it, it, it's amazing man you, you probably like once that beer came on, everybody was like, "Hello, Professor Demeter." How are you doing? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I look at that. Like it's just because I have a beard. You know, I'm 22 years old, and people think that I'm in my 40s. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, it just makes you just, you know, so much more uh, prestigious. I guess I, that is exactly the word I would use. Yes, and I'm glad you sure. thought of it because I sure. couldn't think of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I um, like what Derek was saying. Uh, we sort of have a yin-yang thing going on because where he's into all that stuff, I'm the opposite, but we meet in the middle with, like, our our sharing and we like the environment and, mm-hmm. and the ocean and animals and stuff like that. So you'll, if you'll notice our muses are the same, like, with his photography. It's either, like, the ocean and the sky or uh, wildlife, and mine is either the ocean <laughs> or wildlife or some sort of abstract form of that. But we, or sci-fi. Or sci-fi, something like that. Yeah, we're. I mean, he's a sci-fi fan too. So we're de- we definitely have the core, but how we approach our mediums is from two different angles. Mm-hmm. Where mine comes purely from emotion, like I the thought into it. I don't like to overthink it. And now I I understand with like client work and stuff like that, you can't do that. But my personal work comes from from the heart, straight out. I just put it. I don't think about overthink. What about this? What about that? Versus Derek, well, he'll, he'll he likes the math of it and the science. You know, the the science of it. That's where I I used to love to play music, but there was a wall that I would hit because it reaches that point to where it's very mathematical, and then I lose interest because people will be like, "Oh, you're in, you're not in this key, you're not," and I'm like, "I just want to make sounds and make it sound good." Like, 
like I got that concept, but I didn't want to overthink it. When I have to overthink it, then it sort of ruins the the joy of it for me. Yeah. So for you, it would be a matter of, okay, I know I have to make a piece that's 10 by 10, but that's all you can give me in terms of the, and maybe it's about this. Right. And I do love the, the, um, the creative uh, challenge of it. Like if you say it has to have specifically these four elements in it, mm -hmm. I love being able to quickly decipher how visually to tell that in one image. So maybe that's the math side of it that I don't realize, but I don't think of it like that. I don't go like I'm shifting into the planning and I just, yeah. I just get a vibe or whatever of what it needs to be. And then I do some sketches and if it feels right, go with it. I think what we need to do is figure out how to get your uh, lack of overthinking skill and teach that to other people. Cause I would love that. <laughs> and I used to be somebody who was really seriously overthinker too. And then a lot of time as I get older, I, uh, I realize that sometimes you just have to do what makes you feel good. Like, yeah. for example, um, I used to constantly overthink my processing of my astrophotos and things like that. It has to be exact. But now it's like, it's all subjective. It's, you know, mm -hmm. like it's data that I get from the sky. But at the same time, I have to, if this is an art form for me, I have to express it through my way or whatever and create your own persona of it. And, you know, then people, and it's funny because when you do that, people start to appreciate it more. They're like, Oh, this is a Derek Demeter astrophoto. They can immediately recognize it, just like with Brian's artwork. Like that's a Brian Demeter piece, you know. And you start realizing, like, you know, I don't have to be so precise and overthink it all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes those, sometimes those extra little things that you don't necessarily care for actually create the character about your, uh, you know, your art. Yeah, the more uh, spontaneous it is, sometimes. Uh, often helps absolutely so, yeah yeah yeah. so if you could package that into some sort of self-help book inspiration is the key the inspiration if you focus on that and you don't well for example i had just had a friend i showed him um some abstract pieces i was working on he looked at it and was like oh i like those and then you saw the the toggle switch and he yeah. went oh but if those tied in like this so he felt he felt enjoyed it and then he had to think about it right so that's where the it, we have this problem where people want to think their way through it. And with art, that's very difficult because it really is. It's like music. If you hear something, you just instantly know you like it or you don't. With art, it's that too. But for some reason, since it's visual, we want to say, oh, well, I don't understand what it is or that, that you drew that line a little bit. Right, right, or, right. So I don't know why that does that. But when, when there are people that get past that, they really just feel it. Those are the people that get it. So the key is if you focus more on inspiration and what you feel when you just react to it, you won't overthink it. Okay, so that was your, I feel like I still need a book or a seminar or something. Let's get together. You're the writer. I'll just talk to you and you can, you could type. Wouldn't that be awesome? Is that what you think it sounds like? Yeah, exactly. The if not, we're going to just use that as the sound. Okay, you're not ever going to be a Foley artist. So you're going to be a visual artist. Uh, Holy artist is not your thing. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, we are actually already at the end of the first hour. Wow. wow. Yeah. Time I'm a flies. joy to talk to. Yes, for sure. That, keep going. Oh, it's, it's amazing. This is just like the, time flies when you're having fun, man. Dude, we're yeah. just staring at the glory of the beard. <laughs> <laughs> your, your beard has already grown. An oh, extra, yeah. Like you're right. Three, well, right. I am Greek after all. Yeah. 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 yeah it happens. Uh, so let's listen to some Alabama shakes. We're going to have some commercials, some more songs, and then we'll be back with. Bad business ideas on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. 
Slobberbone on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. My name is Nick. I do a show called to a certain degree every week on Mondays. This is hour number two and still with the same guests. They did not leave. Thank goodness. Brian, we were, we were thinking about it. Yeah, I know. You kind of made a break for we were it. thinking and about going to the texting room. Yeah. Realizing yeah. all the doors were locked. Brian and yeah. Derek Demeter here, uh, one from a planetarium, one from uh, an institution so, of another type. Probably another planet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> his brother says quietly <laughs> under his breath. Uh, so brothers, first time to have brothers on the show. Uh, first time for an astronomer on the show, which is nice because I get, I, and I'll have no lack of, or I, like I will always ask artists and people whose uh, industry and professions I don't really fully understand on the show because I love it. So as far as I'm concerned, art is magic. And I don't know how you do what you do, Brian and Derek. Uh, from an astronomy perspective, I have always been, I grew up in Orm Beach and I've always been a space kid. We'll always walk outside for all the space shuttle launches. And so I was fascinated with all that. So everything about going up and going out there has been uh, something that I've wanted to do. So something that I know you guys have been excited about, uh, it's time for right now. So we're going to get uh, we're going to get to do that. But first, we have to play the song. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. Gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Inspirational, perspirational, regrettational, celebrational. This is what we call bad business ideas. So before we get to your bad business ideas, guys, and you're gonna have a choice of two. Now, your brothers, so you may want to choose the same one. I'm not sure. You may want to choose different ones. Uh, let me share you one with you that's still in the developmental stage because I want to get your feedback on it okay. from an astronomy and science point of view, from an art and uh, industry point of view. It uh, still needs a little time in the oven, not fully baked, uh, but contact lenses. Researchers are working on a contact lens that will actually uh, be electronic. It'll have a glucose tester in the lens itself and we'll be able to test your glucose for people who are diabetic. Uh, and if you're too low or too high, there's actually going to be a couple of LED lights in there that'll light up to tell you if uh, something's happening. So essentially, a uh, test for diabetes or a diabetic test that has uh, no um, uh, stab wound associated with it. So they're still working on that. Uh, and that's great for people who are diabetic. And But what I want to do is figure out, okay, what else can we do with these contact lenses now that the technology is being worked on? Right. So uh, I am a little bit of a clean person, uh, germaphobe, if you will. So if I could get contact lenses for everybody around me that would light up when they're sick. <laughs> so it'll test your your uh, tears, I believe they're called, for any kind of illness. They'll light up orange or red, depending on the severity of it. And then I can get away from you. So I really like that idea. Um hack it so you can light up uh, so if it does detect when you're sick you can light it up whenever you want to get out of work so that'd be nice <laughs> like i go into work it turns orange i'm like ah oh, look contact lenses these are called bad business ideas yeah these are bad business ideas hmm. what do you I, think so far I, I, these, these sound like good, good business ideas, ideas. <laughs> like what are you talking about man this sounds great 
Uh, there are, okay, so here's one. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about, my, my son, 14 years old, excellent liar. My daughter, 11, terrible, terrible liar. So what we don't talk about is uh, sort of eye workout or really training your eyes to lie better. So what I would do is give her these contact lenses and whenever she kind of looked to the left when I was asking her if she ate all the candy or she did something of that nature, it would light up. So it would train her not to uh, look in the wrong direction when she's trying to lie. So it'd be the opposite of a lie detector. Interesting. All well, right. no, it would be a lie detector, but it would train you to be less uh, lie-y. And then uh, just in general, just light up ones for Halloween. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they can get, uh, wow. you can control them maybe on your phone and they can get uh, scarier and deeper as the I night wears on. I feel like they have all this. Maybe they do. They got to have this. Well, they got I the mean, light up ones. Yeah, they got okay. the light up ones. Yeah, okay. So that we can check already. that one off. There's hmm. a, there's a, I have a friend of mine who's into the tech, um, body tech hacking where they put like magnets in their oh, bodies sure. and they have like the, the code thing and mm -hmm. they have the light up. They already have like the light mm -hmm. up eyes. And stuff. Okay. You literally could look like Paul Atreides from Dune uh, with those things. It's pretty awesome. That's on my list. Yeah. So I may have to get some of those. Yeah. Anything else, any other applications you can think of for hmm. detecting something in your body and then having your eyes basically light up accordingly? You could do for when you're in love, they turn like, you know, red or something. They have like hearts that, like the heart shape in there. So That's you not that, terrifying. Like the, like yeah. the anime, like, yeah. wah, wah, like I'm in love or, you know, like. The, the anime sort of applications. Okay, so Valentine's Day. I like, yeah. the, I like the different holiday applications. So for Arbor Day, they can light up green. Exactly. Or Earth Day. Uh, what about what about food that you shouldn't eat? For example, Ooh. you know, if you look at a hamburger and you're like, you know, you can't eat that, buddy. That's, that's you know, it too goes much opaque. Uh, yeah. You can't oh, see I love it. that. And it you turns into, it, turn, it looks like broccoli or something. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so augmented reality. reality yeah. yeah. So it looks like broccoli. Like, I might eat that. And they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's a juicy, juicy cheeseburger. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's a broccoli. It's broccoli. Or, and you can make. Yeah, on that note, you, you could, could switch it around. Yeah. You could have like actual broccoli there, but it sends signals to your brain that broccoli tastes delicious. You know, in yeah. your mainstream sense of like it tastes yeah. like chocolate cake or something. So, mom, man, we got to get these for my son. He would love that. It'd be like a pile of broccoli. And he's like, oh, man, that looks good. And he's like, more broccoli, chocolate please. Cake. Because in so his great. brain, this contact lens is sending signals to his brain mm -hmm. that it tastes, man, that would be the best business so thing ever. So we went from just light up contact lenses to mind control. Yeah. That is the mind control. No, no, no. This is what bad business ideas are all about. Well, right. I I think a lot of the, a lot of it too is because I watched a lot of Black Mirror yep. recently, yep. and there was one where the guy had some pain receptors that were switched to pleasure. So he actually, you know, got turned on by by harming people. Jeez. So so I'm like, this stuff can get really uh, dangerous really quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I only watch usually about the first uh, 20 minutes yeah. of uh, Black Mirror. So most of the time, I'm thinking this is a great idea. Hmm. You know, is that be, not the case? You know, it'd be is really something funny? that happens. Is it a cautionary tale? It, yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah, man. yeah. So it's it's be, like, for example, another thing you could do that's a terrible bad business idea is for uh, these contact lenses is is doing the uh, doing the thing like uh, what person uh, like lights up if somebody uh, is a cusses too much or does something that you don't like, like or or, or somebody who. Um, you know, yeah, smells bad or something. Maybe they detect the amount of body odor or, or like maybe uh, your social status. Like, 
oh, this person, this person's a bad person because they they've done something wrong in their life. Yeah. Like, don't talk to them or something. Yeah. Kind of like uh, again going back to Black Mirror. Like there was an episode where like you're rated on how good of a person you are. Kind of like hmm. like like TripAdvisor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have wow. like a TripAdvisor. Imagine if you're on like you're walking around and like have like a three star for Brian, you know, or like a two star for for uh, for me, and then a five star for you. Nice, you know. I like how you I turned like that. that around because yeah. I was yeah. I was yeah. literally about to get two stars yeah. there for a second. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but I'm saying like. You know, like imagine that, like where you're just like, oh, I don't want to talk to that guy. He has a one He's star. Two star. He's, He's only two, two star. Yeah. Like you can get some. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I like that though because then I'd also talk to you and go, okay, so I have a murder for hire. You're two star. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. you're the right guy to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek and Brian, may I call you Derek and Brian? Sure. Sure. Great. Eating, walking, weather, the restroom. What do all of these things have in common? Eating, walking, weather, weather, the restroom, like weather, like outside weather, yeah, yeah. not weather either. Mm. Right. They can all mess up your clothes and your clothes are literally the most important things that you wear on a day to day basis, <laughs> especially in key social and business like settings. True or false? Most important things you wear on a day to day basis, your clothes. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As much as we'd like, we can't replace eating, walking, weather and the restroom. Or can we? We cannot. With something less dangerous to our parents, we can't do that. And by the way, that's just a few of the things that can mess up our clothes. There are literally several other things that include overzealous pets or even sometimes just zealous pets, clumsy humans, plagues of frogs, sports. Guess what? We have a solution to this terrible problem. Our new company, Turnabout, will manufacture clothes that are as stylish as they are, ready for it, reversible. You will literally be wearing your clothes inside out, ready to do the old switcheroo in case something untoward happens. Turnabout clothes look exactly the same in either configuration, and they are manufactured with a space-age polymer, Derek, <laughs> that prevents liquids or puddings from soaking through. Because puddings are a thing. Let's do a quick role play. I'll be Steve Harrington, your employer at the Department of Energy. Brian, you'll be Will. Derek, you'll be Lucas. And you've come into my office to ask about funding for your respective projects. All right. Ready? Yep, Let's we're ready. Do a quick stretch. All right. Uh, Will and Lucas, good to see you guys. Uh, so obviously good we're trying. Oh, great. Thank you for that. We're trying to get into the upside down. Uh, so uh, I think both of your plans have a lot of merit. Uh, but I see that, uh, Will, you have a stain on your shirt. So we're going to go with Lucas's plan. But see, you didn't, I, I didn't get to push the button where it's self-reversible. You didn't get the chance to see that. Do you want to see that now? You just hit this button and it literally just oh, can morphs. You? Yeah, you hit this button here. That you well, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's yeah, see so it. it's called this button. That's the working title, this button. So this you hit button. this button and it just, I'll hit it now. That's how it sounds. Exactly how it sounds. No, that was great. And it just You morphs. may be a Foley artist after I, I'm all. I'm working though. on it. I'm working on it. Uh, so it just reverses and now it's gone. Okay, now you don't have a stand on your shirt, so we'll... Your plan was actually cheaper, so we'll go with Ooh, yours. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, and less safe, but cheaper. Okay. And scene. So you see the power of clean clothes. Interesting. And what the reversible clothes. My wife will like this, by the way. She's probably, like, clapping right now. Just listen Why to is that? Because she, she cannot stand stained clothes. She married an artist, but she can't stand stained clothes. So if I have oh, a new shirt. Oh, I thought shirt, it was because she was staining her clothes all the time. No, because, uh, like, if I had reverse clothes, I could hit this button, and it would just flip, and I would never have stained clothes. So 
that would be another good point for this product. I like the idea of the button because then it becomes just like the the, the shirt just swipes around. Yes. I like that. Okay. Because Here's the thing. Here's what I've been thinking of about this is why it's a bad business idea. Is because oh, if you, there's if, just if, one reason. Oh, there's well, there's many reasons, but the, <laughs> but the thing that came to my mind originally was the chocolate pudding part, where you know if you reverse the, the clothes, you're gonna have a nice big pile of chocolate pudding in front of you. Yeah, but uh, you're you're gonna taste that much more delicious later on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just gonna simmer and sort of. Uh, what's the am word? I, I'm am I smelling of fetish here, Brian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that, what, is that, that might be something you there. Know. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, if you do uh, just put your clothes on inside out after you've poured soup on it, it's probably not going to be all that hygienic or great, but yeah. you'll look okay. But you'll look good, and that's yeah. all that matters. You'll look yeah. fabulous if you... So, and actually, so this comes into the tagline, turnabout, because you deserve to look your best on the outside, while on the inside, your clothes are super gross. You're crying in the inside. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, or you yeah. could be crying. crying yeah. Okay, so that's idea number one. By the way, guys... I don't know if you realize this by being on the show. You may not have read the small print. Uh, you'll have to choose one of these and actually run with one of these. I know you've got plenty of time on your hands to take one of these ideas. We got to bring it to the market, all of that. So turnabout is the first one. Slapshot. Now I'm going to start out with the idea where it started, and then we're going to evolutionize it, which I think may or may not be a verb. An alarm clock. Slapshot. An alarm clock with an arm and hand that slaps you to wake up. Now, this has all the hallmarks of a bad business idea already. It's dangerous, fairly unnecessary. There's a ton of cost associated with it, like not only the research and design, but probably some big liability issues, right? So it's enough to discourage most people from even considering this. For me, though, <laughs> it's a jumping off point. Gentlemen, and I use that term, gentlemen, why would we want to manufacture clocks at all in this day and age with all the controversy surrounding time? What good would it do us? <laughs> That's why Slapshot, let's pivot here, may not be a clock company at all. It may just be a slapping mechanism company. For hmm. example, why not add a slapping arm to your fridge? Every time you go in for a snack, slap. In your car, try to text and drive. Guess what? Slap. Put one on your hat to help you be less awkward in social settings. So maybe you bring up politics at a, a small dinner party. Slap. That would be perfect for you. Call it a uh, uh, slap upside the head. You just put it like on your shoulder. Oh, and yeah. Every time you need to be slapped upside yeah, so the you, head, you it's just. just... Need... Yeah, see, the problem with that is you just need one then. What I'm thinking is we sell a lot. Oh, like all over your body? There's just like slap shots? I'm just all... thinking around your house, around different mm, places, like mm. one in your car and, and, you know, different areas. So basically, these mechanical arms. I'm Canadian, by the way. So mechanical arms, space shuttle, kind mm -hmm. of our jam. A. Yeah. B. Wait, what are we, are we <laughs> was, that, was that a bit? That was A, you know, for Canadian A. Oh, oh, I get that. That's not who we are. <laughs> That's not who we are at all. So, uh, Slapshot, any questions or ideas on Slapshot, mechanical slapping arms? I think it's a phenomenal idea. I think everybody would want to buy this for somebody else. I think oh, everybody wants somebody else be in to the, have It's this. definitely going to be in the uh, dollar bin at the stores for Christmas time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, uh, yeah everybody's going to get that in their stocking. They're yeah. going to get slapped while they open it in the stocking. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, just yeah. put it in. Yeah, just put yeah. it in. You just, weren't good this year. Smack. Yeah, pretty much. I agree. Or, you know, you know, like, for example, uh, um, 
you know, you're you're a lady and you're at you're at the club or whatever, and you got this annoying guy coming towards you. Slap, yeah. right? You know, get that that, that 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 would help. Oh, that would be like on a ro- uh, wristwatch you know, or a yeah. bracelet or something. It's just like you know, just, yeah, like talk yeah, to not the, interested talk to the in you. Talk to, yeah, 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 talk to the bracelet. It's a great idea. Or um, yeah, that's such a catchy phrase too. I think that could be the tagline. Talk to the bracelet. Smack. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. You got to don't choose. talk smack. With, don't talk smack. Don't talk smack. No, do talk smack. Do talk do, smack. Do talk smack. Ooh, yeah, do that's, talk that's, smack. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. Do, yeah, there we go. Great one. Yeah. Great one. <laughs> I, I, I like love this. the energy. I like the energy coming. Uh, yeah. The taglines, everything else, but you have to choose. We're going with that one. I'm, yeah, I'm going with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah that, that's just, yeah, that's kind of our just, thing. Just the just <laughs> slapping is kind of your thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just the Foley opportunity <laughs> alone for slap shot. Plus, is... you could draw something pretty cool oh, for yeah. the logo. Oh, yeah, a little cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little cartoon yeah. Yeah. Things, and then, yeah. We could do a video of us, like, Creating a average commercial for it, and it's just like oh that old imagine, timey thing. Like, well, like imagine, ladies and like, gentlemen, it's slap yeah, shot. And then imagine like you're like you're like looking at it, and all of a sudden I got my hand going. Like, oh, <laughs> I get to do yes. I can, have that, like, I, can, I, can have that, I can have that Mickey Mouse like oh, white yeah. glove. Yeah, yeah. It's just like looks like. <laughs> you said we can do this, right? We're, we're gonna do this. We gotta do this. You have to do this. Yeah, it's already done. It's already done. It's already been broughten. Yeah. Yes. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, so let's play a song, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, something that we just touched on last uh, hour's inspiration, where you guys get your inspiration from. Is it hats? Is it talking to me? Yes. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad it's not hats. It's, it's the beard. It's, it it it's, is the, the, beard. the beard. The beard plays. Uh, so let's play some Queen, uh, because this is appropriate for bad business ideas. It's late on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. And we're back on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best amazing radio, the voice of Rollins College, Queen with It's Late. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. Brian and Derek Demeter here. Good morning again, Brian. Good morning again, Derek. Howdy, howdy. Good evening. I got that right? Yes, you did. Wow, I was looking at the right place at the right time. Nice. We did some role play earlier. I mean, on the air, it was very specific to what we were talking about. But uh, I think I got you guys mixed up there. But I have you straight with your real names. So I don't know if that's uh, so. So Brian is, is B. He's he's bigger. He's bigger than me. Yep. Oh, our, some mnemonic and, and, and devices. And D is debonair. I'm more more handsome than him. Oh yeah. That's a good really one. good point. Yeah. Dashing. Dashing. Yeah. Dastardly. Dastardly. A little bit. You kind of can turn the mustache <laughs> up. And, yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, so you guys are here as brothers. You go everywhere as brothers, as it turns out. So that's not really a big thing to be. Yeah, here we're as used brothers. to that. We're used to that. Let me talk to you about uh, inspiration. Uh, so we talked a little bit about it in the last hour, but uh, what I usually talk to people about is music specifically. Like uh, when you're researching something, in your case, Derek, or you're doing some uh, some photo work, or uh, you're burning wood, or uh, painting, Brian, or, or whatever the medium is. What are you guys listening to? What are you doing? How do you get yourself kind of psyched up for the moment? Or just to have, you know, is there white noise in the background that you need in order to have, you know, the lizard brain is taken care of so the higher level of your brain can work? I, I have, I'm an audiophile, so I definitely have my really nice headphones on when I'm mm-hmm. working on my astrophotos or something. And I'm usually listening to something um, instrumental. I don't really like a lot of words when I'm doing because it distracts me. Yeah. 
but something, you know, like ambient, ambient type music, um, not like Enya type band, but more like you know, ambient breaks, like, like electronic music that, um, you know, kind of just, it might have a little bit of spaciness to it, but it just, it's, it's, it's good. Like just kind of music that's you know, like in the background while you're not yeah. focusing, but, but I'm the type of person when I love music and, and I, I sing and I, I, you know, like music is a very important part of my life too. And and usually what I'll do is I'll put on my headphones and I'll just listen to an album in full and really enjoy it. But when it work doing work, I definitely like to have just kind of ambient kind of white noise type music mm-hmm. be in the background. Is it something with a beat kind of uh, a yeah. driving beat yeah. behind it kind yeah. of pushing you forward? So like electronic, like like electronic ambient music. Um, or one of my, one of my, uh, it was just kind of funny. One of the, one of the, uh, the music I like to listen to is an artist called Calm Trues. Which is Tom Cruise. It's funny because Brian used to like. Yeah, used I, used to to, be a, I used to be a big Cruise fan in the Top Gun time period. You know, I'd be like, oh, I want to be like Maverick from Top Gun. So I was well, a big, who you know. Didn't say exactly. Well, I mean, I wanted to be Iceman, but. That too, yeah. That movie was so. So I was like, oh, Tom Cruise. So when he plays playing this calm Cruise, I'm like, that's just Tom. That guy just like, took Tom Cruise and like worked. Exactly. I was like, how come I didn't do that? I wanted to be able to do that. So so that kind of music I, uh, I enjoy listening. It's very like uh, kind of like electronic um, synthesizer kind of mm-hmm. type music, that kind of stuff. So that's when you're uh, doing the editing, or, or is this yeah, when you're editing, actually doing fo- the photos? Oh, when the- I'm doing the photos, um, no. So when I'm actually taking the photo uh, pictures of, I actually like just hearing the the noise of the, you know, the wind or or uh, the the creatures that are in the background, you know, because you're usually out at night. I'm out, I'm out at night. I'm also out in the, kind of the wilderness, so I just enjoy embracing the beauty of nature's music, if you will. Um, so, but yeah. Because in order to get the right shot, you have to go out into the middle of nowhere. I have to go out in the middle of nowhere. I'm literally in some of the, like, people, when you, when I mention where I go, some people are like, holy moly, why, how, how are you still alive? And, but, you know, it's actually surprisingly um, not not as scary as you think it is, you know. Um, you know when you get used to it, you get used to it. But uh, some people, when you mention, like, yeah, I went to this place, they're like, whoa, that's like, I would never go out there in dark. But I'm like, eh, it's not bad. <laughs> Nice. I might have to go out with you, but it might be too too dark for me. Well, I, I know scared. some places that are fairly like you know they're in state parks, so they're yeah. fairly safe. But we can go somewhere right. that won't be so. Uh, as long as we hold hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And skip. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously we're gonna skip. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be out late at night taking photos of the sky together. Yeah. We're skipping. It's a given. And, and yeah. you know you already look like uh, you, you already have kind of almost a half Sasquatch look to you. So so the I people like would be I am a half would be scared of you. Anyway. If you're walking around in the dark, they're gonna think you're Sasquatch. You're right. They'll be scared of you. The you're animals scared will be scared of, of you. Not right. Yeah. So I'll be protecting you. Yeah. I'll be. You'll be my defender. Important. Yes. Yeah. Defender in the darkness. Defender of darkness. Wait. Um, well, defender in darkness. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty. Everything about this sounds really cool. Yeah, relatively macho. Yeah, <laughs> you could put you could get a shirt like that. People it will take you more defender you know, yeah, in defender darkness. In, in darkness. Yeah. Great. Well, you have that Leonidas beard. You could have the Spartan outfit or whatever, and you could just be like, "This is Central Florida," like in the woods or wherever you are. I think you just want to see me in a speedo. Oh man, I was trying to. That was subtle. It was yeah, subtle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forget it. <laughs> so, Brian, for you, it's just uh, death metal all the time? Yeah, exactly. That goes really well with wood burning and painting. Um, no, I think I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hybrid. I like to, because I, I have two studios, if you will. One is my back porch, which I do the wood burning, because I definitely don't want to do that in the house. That's right. just not good. When I'm out there doing that, I don't have any music playing or headphones or anything. I just, for some reason, it takes, 
it's almost like a meditation to do the wood, the wood burning because not only are you focused on tracing an image that's already laid down on the wood, it's just there's something just very therapeutic about one seeing the wood burner work and then every once in a while like fire will burst from the and you're like oh that's so cool so you're like in awe of this process while you're doing it and it just you can't be listening to music now in the inside studio i usually put on like like pandora or something and i like roan my son actually was like dad you like what's called um adult alternative and i was like i never really under i'll just pick a band that i like and i'll put on pandora so it kind of shuffles through different He's like, Dad, you like, because he likes to classify. He's like, I like this, and you like adult alternatives. So I was like, okay, I guess I like adult alternative music while I do the painting and the preparation and stuff like that. So it's this hybrid of just nature sounds of birds and wind and yeah. adult, adult alternative. And adult alternative, yeah. That makes that makes perfect sense. And, and the irony of it is you mentioned heavy metal. I, I, I listen like I listen to a lot of metal music. And he doesn't like a lot of like we we both. That's one thing we don't share a lot in common with is our musical is the taste. Music taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I I like more like underground like kind of basement type you know music. I I listen to WPR, WPRK a lot because I love all that kind of music. But but you're like that's just too like too too. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very it's very surreal because he likes what well, what was called polybeat or something. Yeah, polyrhythm. I like polyrhythm. Oh yeah yeah. And. I'm like, Derek, this is like abstract music, man. I like abstract art, but not the music. And you like the opposite. It's like we're just, it's like the formula's there, but just got reversed. So it's very surreal. I mean, there's, there's talent in that music. It's just, it just drives me insane. Very nice. <laughs> so we tend to not listen to a lot of music. Yeah, no, our, I yeah. can't imagine you guys going to concerts together or anything like that. No, no. That is, uh, no. that's a shame. We'll, we go to nature's concert, like paddle boarding and stuff like that. That's right, our, right. So when you're framing something up or you're looking for, okay, so from a photography perspective, from an art perspective, um, you're not doing anything uh, for somebody else. You're doing something just for you. Uh, you're, you're taking a shot that you've wanted to take. What are you looking for? How are you composing it? Or how are you coming up with the idea for it? How does it flow out of you? Well, for me, inspiration just hits out of nowhere doesn't there's no rhyme or reason to it there's no like you know like Derek was saying in the texting room or whatever it does it just hits whenever and I just get this desire to create it and I go from there and as I've gotten older I've learned to sort of listen to my inner inspiration or inner voice and just go with it Mm -hmm. rather than you know a younger art student will kind of question like I feel like doing this but maybe I shouldn't or something like that and I've learned to just eradicate all that and just go with it just go and the more I do that, the more, I guess, more love kind of shines through it or en- the energy is there and it seems to resonate. And if it doesn't, so be it. If it does, cool. I just go with it. Do you keep like a, a notebook with you just in case inspiration hits and you want to sketch something out or anything like that? No, I, I don't sketch. Uh, usually when I sketch, it's just the means to the end, like the final painting. Sure. I don't I don't have I don't sketch out ideas. I sort of have this like cabinet in my brain where I know something's there. And if I need to just store it, I'll put it in there and I kind of remember it. Yeah. Um, for the most part, if it's something I need to get down, I will kind of just go quickly, just get a thumbnail down, but I don't keep sketching and resketching. Usually when I get a flash of an idea, it's pretty on point to what the final ends up looking like. You now, just put it in the old brain cabinet. In the brain cabinet. Perfect. Yes. Nice. And, uh, so Derek, do you have a brain cabinet going as well, or is it more of an armoire? <laughs> is it, uh, what kind of structure is it? Like well, how old so does it look? Is it more Ikea, like modern with the, or with antique? The, yeah, with astronomy, you have to have a little bit of planning involved. You got to know the weather. So, you know, like especially, so there's a certain time of, so if we're in tons of the astrophotography I do, there's a certain time of window. It's called the new moon window. Basically on my calendar, it says 
Derek off new moon window because that's the time when um, the moon's not up, so you got nice, dark, clear skies. So you, the moon produces natural light pollution in a way. And uh, so there's a lot of preparation. Of course, then you got to think about, you know, you got to go on the weather, your weather apps and stuff and look, make sure that you have clear nights. So there's a lot of prep involved. But as far as the shot itself, um, I'm a storyteller. I, I That's the thing I love. My, one of my favorite things about photography is it tells a story through the photo. So, uh, and as an educator, I, you know, there's certain things I would mm -hmm. like to get. Like, for example, one of the shots that I got this particular season is the clouds of Orion because I wanted to talk about these areas and, and Orion that are very iconic to most people. The belt of Orion and all, and what we could see when we gather that information. So, yeah, I definitely have a, like a whole, like, list of stuff that I store in a, you know, armoire that I, like I got to take out when I'm ready to go. But yeah, it's, it's a weathered proof armoire because it could rain. Right. Um, That's but, a good point. Uh, but a lot of times I'll have to prep it and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes, you know, like, like this past month, it was cloudy every single night we were supposed to do some astronomy work and you just kind of have to wait for the next time. Can't do so it. unfortunately yeah. with like Brian, where he could just pump it out anywhere, uh, I, I, you know, like there are some times where I don't have any new material because I'm like, can't, you know, because so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll do six or seven photos when it's clear and then just store them for those times. Like, for example, this month when I don't have anything to show, I'll just take one of those that I took previously and put show, it out there. Yeah. So I can't, so you don't, so I don't want to like release all of my stuff all at once. Right. I want to, you know, kind of so stagger it. So for those months that I don't have anything new. There's something new. And for the average person, they're not going to know if they took it this month or last month. They just see something new. But the other astronomers know. The other astronomers know. They're like, that's not, that wasn't that's out not this new. time that's of month. That's last yeah. month's material, Derek. And you get a lot of people <laughs> like that. When I post, so I post to a lot of groups and stuff, astrophotography groups, and some, you get some technical people are like, that, that wasn't, that wasn't locally. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have clear desert skies like you do or whatever, you know, where I can go <laughs> and take these shots every single Every time. You know, there's some guys out there that have, Literally, they live out in Arizona and New Mexico where they have clear, dark skies all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they just, they're spoiled. So. There's clear, dark sky people. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, so we're talking astronomy. It turns out, and we're going to do a pop quiz right now. And so you guys are very close on score. So I don't want to share this right now and let you know. But again, I will be picking a favorite Demeter at the end of the show. And so this is all, it's, it's close enough that it all depends on this pop quiz. And from an astronomy standpoint, while I was looking up some of the things that have happened this week, you know, anniversaries, things of that nature, there were some pretty interesting astronomy ones. But I'm not going to focus just on that because I feel like that's kind of leaning towards Derek, obviously, Brian. Yeah, I don't want to give you a that. chance at this. Uh, so are you ready for your pop quiz? Sure. Let's do it. Everything's riding on this. A uh, Nicholas that is pretty famous in the astronomy world, would celebrate his birthday today if he was still alive. That's Nicholas Copernicus. Uh, he's credited with first suggesting that the planets revolve around the sun instead of revolving around the earth. And, uh, you know, basically pretty humble. Uh, so he was born today in 1473. How old was he when he died? So we're just going to do a closest to the pin. And so we're going to go with Derek. Let's, let's start with you on this one. You can answer this one first. And then, uh, Brian, you can go above or below. Okay. And then we'll do the opposite on the next one. So, Derek, how old was Copernicus, Nicholas Copernicus, when he passed away? I think he was around, I think, even, I know he was like probably in his upper 60s. I don't have an exact number, but I'm going to say 67. 
67. Brian, would you like to go higher or lower? I would like to go higher. Higher. Uh, Brian, you get the point for that one. He was 70 years old. So he was very old. For, for 1473, I was like, yeah, only wow. three years off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you're, you're not being judged on this. Uh, so here's a quote from him that I really like. To know that we know what we know and to know that we do not know what we do not know, that is true knowledge. I like that. It also might be something that Inspector Clouseau said at one point. <laughs> Uh, in February 1964, uh, so this time uh, back 50-something years ago, the Beatles were touring the U.S. for the first time. Everybody was losing their mind. Beatlemania was how they described it, which turned out pretty well. Uh, one British company shipped Beatles wigs over for fans uh, to take advantage of Beatlemania. In pounds, in actual physical pounds, not like the money, how many wigs were sent? So how many pounds of wigs were sent over? <laughs> Uh, so, Brian, we'll start with you on this one. Oh, my gosh. 2,576 pounds. 2,576 pounds of Beatles wigs sent over to take advantage of Beatlemania. Derek? I'm going to say 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds. Uh, it was actually 1,000 pounds. Yeah, so it was pounds. a little bit lower. So, Brian, right. you get that one See, I as was well. there, so I remember that. I yeah. actually I actually put it down on a scale. And yeah, 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 you were, yep. Uh, an American reporter, maybe it was you, Brian, Asked John Lennon, how do you feel about teenagers imitating you with beetle wigs? Uh, John replied and said, they're not imitating us because we don't wear beetle wigs. Ooh, good answer. He's such a burn artist, isn't he? <laughs> John Lennon. Oh, man. Can you imagine him on Twitter? These oh, oh, That wow. would be amazing. Uh, 50 years ago today, in 1968, for those of you scoring at home, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, or the show that would become Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, premiered on PBS in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mr. Rogers, a very famous alum, or our most famous alum here at Rollins College. Uh, before Pittsburgh, Fred Rogers was on TV with many of the same characters, sets, and songs in Canada. Uh, that was in Toronto, as a matter of fact. What year did Mr. Rogers premiere in the Great White North? Now, he premiered in the U.S. in 1968. Derek, we'll start with you on this one. Let's say 1959. 1959? Brian, what do you say? I'll just go with, I'll go with um, 19, I'll do 1958, just to mess with Derek. 58, very nice. It was actually 1963, so Derek gets the point for this one. Man. Yeah, so it was uh, Mr. Rogers, one word, one R in the middle there, uh, premiered on the CBC in 1963. He tried it out. He didn't really want to be in front of the camera. He wow. preferred to be behind the camera, and they convinced him. There was a guy up there that convinced him, you know, you'd be great, you should do this, and uh, he ended up doing it. And one of the guys he worked with on this show uh, stayed up in Canada, ended up doing a long-running, like, 40-year show up there for kids. Wow. As a matter of fact. Uh, so I love this quote from him, from Mr. Rogers. I went into television because I hated it so. And I thought there's some way of using this fabulous instrument to nurture those who would watch and listen. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, so this week in 1950, on February 23rd in 1950, I thought this was interesting. The seventh Golden Globes uh, were held. So I didn't know the Golden Globes were that old. But that's just, you know, something you don't think about, award season. I think this is interesting because, uh, you know, Olivia de Havilland was one of the winners. So... For a long time, I only thought that was something that Elmer Fudd said in the very first Bugs Bunny uh, show. So, Olivia de Havilland, how many times was she nominated? How many times did she win? 
and who can do the best Elmer Fudd, Olivia de Havilland. So uh, who do we start with last time? <laughs> Brian, uh, how many times was she nominated? I will say she was nominated twice. Two. And how many times did she win? Once. Okay. And Elmer Fudd impersonation. What's Elmer Fudd? God. Oh my gosh! Brain this is like, fart here. Yeah, totally. Right. This is literally is the... the the first Bugs Bunny appearance in a Looney Tunes cartoon. I'm gonna have to defer to Derek on this okay. one. Okay, he's gonna have to All win right. this so one. So he's nominated. She's nominated four times. She won once. And I like to I like to thank my 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 Wesley Wabbits, uh, Betty, Louie, and Susie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how it had sort of a Brooklyn accent yeah, to go along I, with it. So I, I if know. you if you ever watch the cartoon, he just goes, he just kind of pops up and goes, Olivia de Havilland? Uh, yeah, which is a lot of fun. Okay, so 4-2 and you both guessed one. Uh, you were just off, so I'm going to have to tie that one up because she was nominated three times and won twice. So you were both uh, just off a little bit. Uh, okay. February 23rd, also big astronomy anniversary. The light from Supernova 1987A was visible to the naked eye in uh, 1987. Uh, the last time this had happened was in what year? Uh, 1066. 1066, says Derek. So I'm going to put you down for 1066. Uh, so supernova that was visible by the naked eye. Do you think it was more recent? So the last one was in 1987. There was one before that that was recorded. Was it in earlier than 1066 or was it later than 1066? Let's just do 1166. 1166. Uh, it was actually, <laughs> yep. So it was actually 1604. 1604. Yeah. Oh, so Brian right, right, right. takes See, that one. I knew it. I just knew it. And uh, that took care of the tie. So very good, gentlemen. Uh, actually, so let me tally it all up here and add up and carry. Let me get up my, my abacus. Click. Oh, thank you. That was a better. I forgot that you're the uh, Foley artist now. Uh, Brian, you are my favorite Demeter. Was there any question? I mean. Yeah, actually, Derek oh. was in the lead for most of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so you kind of just backed into the win there uh, okay. with well. some good guesses. <laughs> yeah. Which is how many people become my favorites. Uh, is knowledge power or is guessing, guessing power? Guessing. Total guess. Total guess. Uh, so, guys, we have to get out of here. We've got Best Hour coming up with this marketing news. So let's talk about some ways that people can follow you, that people can get more information about the stuff that you do. Uh, Brian, you're my favorite, so we'll save you to last. So, Derek, if you could start out with uh, uh, the planetarium up at Seminole State. Yeah, so the, we, we have shows Friday and Saturday nights. Um, you can visit our website, seminolestate.edu slash planet. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Seminole Planet. And my astrophotography, is can, you can see it on Instagram with capturing underscore the underscore cosmos. Very nice. Brian, my favorite? My easiest hub would be my website, which is briandemeter.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram directly, it's brian underscore demeter. And always have new stuff going on. So yep. feel free to check back, check back often and enjoy. Any shows out there? Any work out there currently? So many shows at, at the uh, Hourglass Brewing. There's the show going on for the love of Florida, mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. There's a lot of a lot of art in that show, a lot of genuine um, stuff from people. And they actually hidden 
hearts in a lot of the pieces. So if you go there, you know, grab a drink or two and, and see if you can find the, the hearts and the different artwork. Nice. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. I'm going to release the Demeter Brothers back out into the wilderness. Uh, and this is an ongoing contest, though, Brian. So this is something you could lose is the favorite position. I'd so be just, happy to lose to Derek. It's fine. I'm cool with it. Well, you're so humble. I'm going to give you an extra <laughs> point for that just right there. Okay. Hey, well, everybody's my favorite. I don't have, I don't, I'm going to keep everybody equal, you know. I don't but, believe that for a second. Yeah. So you actually lose a point, oh, Derek. Darn it. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> nice try. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Marketing News is coming up next. We are going to hear from Vampire Weekend. Uh, this seems like an appropriate song for me uh, every day, but especially on Mondays. I stand corrected on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to a certain degree. And for other certain degrees, you can go to toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A certain degree.com. That is a tough name for an URL. It's it's URL? Are you sure? Is it GIF or GIF? If you like human-curated music, smart talk, and stuff you won't hear anywhere else, tune in to WPRK all the time.